Well, good morning, and welcome to Coffee with the Plant Experts. I'm Tamara McDaniel, broadcasting live from Prairie Gardens here at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign. We're at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So swing on by, lots of stuff to purchase and lots of sales going on. And we have our plant experts standing by, Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. And good morning, John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. Now, we uh, also have our, our phone lines open at 351-5357, and you can text us at make I'm sorry the phone line 3569397 the text line 351 351- Five three five seven. My bad. So uh, let's go ahead and hand things over to the one and only Mr. Ed Kelly. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Ed. Morning, Ed. Uh, that phone number again is three five six nine three nine seven three five six nine three nine seven. We'd love to talk to you this morning. Uh, week ahead. Um, I don't know whether you all have seen the forecast yet, but looks pretty good. Rain a couple of days, and I guess that's needed. Yes, so, it is. Um, it's needed. Yeah. Yes. I was talking to Jim earlier saying, you know, gardeners appreciate the fact that we need the rain, but also want to be out there doing things. So, mm-hmm. Oh, is this the to... morning to be doing things, Ed? It is just beautiful oh, here right now. Gosh. Just gorgeous. It is the best ever. Mm-hmm. How many of you are going to be free to play later I, today? I already did that this morning. <laughs> I oh, was out man. in the garden this morning. <laughs> what were you doing? Yeah, just watering and, and pulling weeds and, you know, stuff like that, nice. which is fun. That's, you know, that's... That's the stuff. Yeah, you know, like our policy here that if we pull 50 weeds a day, then then it doesn't make it such a chore. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he tells me. That's well, policy. <laughs> uh, I have read, and I'm sure you have too, that uh, anytime you set foot near the garden, you ought to do some weeding just uh, because we've all had situations probably where the weeds just got away. Oh, yeah. Us. And once that happens... Then it really is a chore. It becomes mm-hmm. a big chore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. you just look at it and, and throw your hands up and turn around. That, and, that's right. <laughs> and boy, right. do weeds love this kind of weather. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Hot okay, and dry, so they love something it. Something for everybody to do. Weed, weed something today. Um, well, we had, uh, as usual, interesting uh, variety of questions this week. <clears throat> and I want to mention this uh, summer yard sale going on. And I'll let the experts fill that in, but I took a quick look, and I see this 71% off on some things. So um, we'll get back to that. Oh, yeah. But a yard sale means uh, a lot of stuff is for sale at a discount. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Listener wants to know, doesn't have room for a compost pile. What's the best thing to do, second best, that he can do? Buy compost at the store. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know, we've got, ta- well, we don't have tabletop ones, composters right now, but we do have the kind that sit on top of the ground. Uh, it's a barrel that turns. Oh. So it's, 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 a, it's a self-contained composter, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and there's great uh, directions online if you, if you look about composting. I mean, there's tons of information about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can even make your own out of a, a plastic garbage can that you can oh, buy sure. you know Absolutely. at the hardware store yeah so a lot of easy so, ways to do it yeah so you could just set okay. it in there as long with your other garbage cans you can just have your composter so you know if you have a spot that you store them mm-hmm. okay um that i'd forgotten about the um, they're like a mini concrete mixer sort of they rotate right. and um, and yeah that's a good idea i saw some of the, at one point that were pink 
or some oh. other great color, which <clears throat> I didn't think that I'm was I'm all a good about idea. color it, but. Uh. Yeah. Hey, look at my compost turner. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> so that's the prettiest thing in the garden. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, by the way, uh, we use the terms compost and mulch a lot. And I'm not sure, it, it may not be clear to listeners what's the difference. Um, I mean, compost is going to encourage growth and so forth. Mulch is more of a, a covering protection. I mean, compost will encourage the growth of a uh, root system and so forth, right? It'll be, it's almost soil. Uh, whereas mulch is a weed preventer, moisture keeper in her. Is that? <laughs> I love that. Keeper in her. Okay. I like it. I think I'm going to write that down. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, mulch is um, something that most anybody would would uh, recommend that you use any horticulturist, it, especially in the Midwest. You know, it holds in moisture, it moderates uh, soil temperatures, and it it kind of abates weeds, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, to some point, of. yes. Yeah. yeah, it does. I mean, that's the whole concept behind it. Yeah. And then uh, and, eventually. And it, uh, uh, after, you know, a couple of years, it starts to break down. Decompose and, and becomes? Becomes great. Compost. Compost, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. com- uh, compost is basically a decomposed organic material, and it enriches the soil. So it's, I, I like it, my, like my, people just rave about mushroom compost, and that's something great to top dress with when you, when you can't, when you don't want to work a, 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 a um, formulated uh, fertilizer into the ground, or mm-hmm. you know, an or uh, you want something organic, and it's a it's a nice gentle fertilizer. It just does fabulous things. I I do that on a number of things in the spring. The mushroom compost. Yeah, co- uh, compost is is just fantastic. It, as you said, it's it's a natural fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your soil is is really clay or 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 sandy or whatever rocky, uh, it just helps to rebuild the soil structure yes, so absolutely. much and, and, you know, gives all the plants their, the right soil structure for them to draw nutrients. So compost, you can't really get enough of. Honestly, you always have to have compost around so you can add it to your garden, always. You know, I when, think. Uh, especially with a larger garden, when it's all been just con- had a compost layer added, that darker background is, it looks beautiful for a time, you know, because yeah, all does. the plants are in contrast to it so much so oh you know Ed, i know people that use compost as their mulch um i I personally you know it looks too much like soil well it is soil but it it's it's not quite as to me it's i i like the look of a mulch down but there's a lot of people that use um compost as a mulch i think that's a great idea aren't you saying uh, weeds grow here Weeds do I grow mean, here, yes. Mulch, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, you know, weeds will grow in mulch too. You know, it's uh, yep. there's there's really not anything that's going to 100% eliminate weeds unless it's concrete. And then you know, in the cracks of concrete, weeds will grow. So <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, this is Coffee with the Plant Experts live from Prairie Gardens, three five six nine three nine seven three five six nine three nine seven. We'd love to talk to you this morning. Another listener has. Um, this is an interesting suggestion. So um, this person would like to frame the front door, maybe with a potted plant on each side of it, and 
she wonders about she'd like to have something that has some height uh columnar i think you you guys say so something with height that will work in a planter and or in a uh, pot and will work year round um you know sh- should she is that possible or should she get, get something fake <laughs> oh <laughs> well there's lots of different options in in decorating your house S- You know, I just had this question from a couple during the week, and um, one of their issues was that they travel a lot. And I know you guys all have had uh, ornamental containers planted all over the place, and they're just a lot of maintenance. Uh, They're not, like, super high maintenance, but you do have to water. And in times like we're having right now, every day or every other day is not out of the question. So if you travel a lot, you either have to have somebody come and take care of them or or just have to figure out some way of getting water to those containers or they're going to look terrible very quickly. Yeah. And I don't care what you've got planted in them unless it's artificial material. And boy, I I you know, I, I can't imagine Five years ago, I would never have said artificial material might be an alternative to your live plants. <laughs> you know, as a horticulturalist, that's just like the antithesis. Is what yeah. say. Yeah. But there's some there's some artificial materials. Uh, every time I walk through uh, the the uh, artificial plants and, and flowers over here, I think, wow, that looks so much better than they used to. You yeah. you could get away with that. You easily. really can't tell. Yeah, on sometimes a lot of you just can't. Yes. And, I don't and, think and she had in mind but i but i hear you you know it's mm-hmm. it's an alternative that you should not put out just don't you know, rule it out completely don't just completely throw it out because okay. it's it's an alternative but beyond that yeah there's I lots mean, of stuff i mean there's absolutely uh there's nothing more beautiful than a, a home that can accommodate the symmetry of, of two planters on each side of the Absolutely. door. You know, that's not for everybody, but that's a but it's a great look. Uh, certainly, you can if you have a large enough container. Uh, certainly, you could add some uh, shrubberies, some evergreen uh, or boxwood, uh, sky pencil holly, something something that's uh, you know vertical to get you some height. They could also consider putting some type of a, a, a armillary or a, or a structure in to grow some type of vines to get height. Absolutely, uh, which would you know be a great look also. Something mm-hmm. really ornamental uh, would would be a, a nice touch. Um, and you just take whatever you're growing that season when it's done, take it out and throw in something for the for the the, the present season. Absolutely, even if it's Christmas, you can do greens and berries and. Voila, you've yeah. got it for the okay. winter. Well, those are some good ideas. Um, yeah. Go ahead. We like to always talk about Ed, uh, the four seasons of, of yeah. container gardening. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's pretty pretty neat. Yeah, if you start with the main structure, you can fill in um, every season, each season with something pertinent. So it's really neat. That's yeah. neat. You know, yeah, it for is For all the advantages of pots and the, your ability to move them around and get a different look or easily change your mind about the look you want, uh, if you have live material in there, watering is probably the single most demanding. Uh, oh, don't totally. Yeah, because that, that that structure is exposed on all sides to whatever the sun is doing. So and, and it gr- dries out quickly, uh, more quickly than uh, the in the ground. And when you water that often, then you have to remember that all the nutrients are being washed away mm-hmm. almost continuously. So fertilizing. Remembering to fertilize is really a big issue. I mean, it really, yeah. for annuals particularly, it makes them bloom so much better. It's an important a, part, a of, part of it, yeah. 
a, a neighbor who has a very small front yard, and she it's basically pots uh, yeah. off her porch. It's all it's all pots, practically all pots, and she does a great job with that. They look terrific, and then she has the pleasure of moving them around just for the heck of it or changing the look. Sure. But I've talked to her, and she said, you know, I'm she's out there with the hose every day, practically. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope we help the person with the. Uh, uh, the front door look. Uh, Penn is on the line. I've been waiting. Hey, Penn, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Hey. Um, we just got back uh, 11 days and um, noticed that part of my tomato plants, uh, leaves are curling. Is that uh, stress? I don't see any mealybugs or anything on them. Watering stress. So you've been gone for 11 days? Yeah. Yeah. Were you watering your tomatoes uh, previously uh, when, when previously, you Previously, yes, uh, religiously. And and actually part of them, we have irrigation, and part of them get uh, uh, the irrigation, and those are fine. And the ones on the on the inside or towards the house yeah. are uh, are wilting. So I'm, if I just continue to, to rewater, and uh, do you think there'll be come back or am i subject to a a penalty a penalty <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's been pretty pretty warm uh the last several well the, actually the last 11 days <laughs> that, totally. that you've been gone so right. so, so yeah that, sorry. yeah <laughs> yeah the uh, uh heat stress is is pretty pretty uh, common if you had been watering and then all of a sudden I'm without water for that long of a time. So so I'm going to tell you, just get out there, give them some water. Uh, they're pretty resilient a lot of times. Oh, yeah. You can watch tomato plants just kind of almost lay over and give them some water, and they're standing right back up. Now, that's not the healthiest thing for the fruit. Um, a lot of times that will end up in, in um, a, a fruit that doesn't really deformed and, and not really edible but um yeah your your tomato plant will come yeah. back and any of the uh, flowers that that get pollinated from from now on that now that you're back and going to continue to water should be pretty good yeah well, the, it, it does have quite a few tomatoes on it and they uh they look pretty healthy oh. not you know they're not huge yet but uh i i totally keep watering absolutely okay. yep absolutely yep. good just, luck pen thanks a lot you bet. Thanks for Bye. your call this morning. Bye. Uh, 356-9397 is the number. We'll be back with more Coffee with the Plant Experts right after this. It's that time. Our garden center is ready and our greenhouses are growing the prettiest annuals and perennials around. At Prairie Gardens, we planted and fussed over all your favorites, then added some new ones to the mix. See them blooming now in all their color and glory. Whether your garden is small or lavish, on an acre or in a pot, pick the best from our greenhouses. Come to Prairie Gardens when you just can't wait to garden. Springfield and Duncan Champagne. All right, coffee with the plant experts. Uh, next up, Betty. Betty, good morning. Oh, good morning. Hi. Hi. Hey, I, we, we're wondering what we have here in our little garden. Boy, when that's, not, that's a common problem. <laughs> <laughs> what is when, that? <laughs> when we moved here about three years ago, there's a little garden area out here, like um, eight by five or something. And it was so growing up with so many things like wild onions and weeds and stuff. <laughs> but, well, okay, so we got rid of those. And then 
uh, last year and the year before, and there was something on the ground that looked like a strawberry plant, right? My daughter is pretty good on plants, and she said, oh, yeah, strawberry. So there was only like a couple of them, but the weeds were gone. So, okay, so this year, what has happened? Okay, there's about, um, I'll say, 15 of these plants out there that still look like a strawberry plant, except they're about a foot and a half to two foot tall, and there's about 20 of them. Well, you've wow. probably got wild strawberries. That's kind of what it <laughs> sounds they like. Yeah. All like that? Oh yeah. Okay, they would grow tall. And probably not. They're not. Don't commonly fruit so much. Not as much. Uh, you know, uh, if if you're able to take a picture of of the plant and bring it in, we could always try to identify it that way. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a little bit hard to guess over. Now, they the did have radio. yellow blooms on them. Yellow blooms. Yeah. Huh. You say they have them, or they or they should have them? Well, they had yellow blooms on them, but they were really late. I mean, for a strawberry, you know, because strawberries are earlier in the year. But they had yellow blooms on them. And, uh, well, I don't know. It may be saying, it, you know, it could be a GM. Mm-hmm. Those kind of look too. like strawberries. Also. What yeah, is that? Yeah. What a, is that? A, a GM, what's the common name? Avens? Avens. Uh, but a, a picture would help a lot, but they, they certainly have yellow flowers. But yeah, a photograph would be great if you could bring it in. We'll, we'll, we'll give her a shot. What kind of a plant is that that you just said? You well, it's a perennial. Um, the common name is Avens. A-V-O-N-S? A-V-E-N-S, Avens. Oh, A-V-E-N-S. Um, the botanical name is GM, and, you know, G-E-U-M. Just like mm-hmm. it sounds. Oh, okay. Um, and they come in a, a lot of different colors, but mm-hmm. they're a little more identifiable. It has a different form of flower on it, but the the leaves could resemble a strawberry plant. I in think a, you're right. It in could. a stretch. Mm, okay. But it could be. There's uh, several things it could be. But if you're you're around, just bring a picture of it. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> Betty. Thanks for your call. I, I was just going to say to Betty, following our conversation last week about weeds, yes. if you don't like whatever it is and, it, <laughs> and you have to look at it where it is, well, um, make a switch. That so. was going to be my first comment, Ed. <laughs> if she likes it, leave it. If you don't, yeah. it's a weed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, Jan, good morning. Good morning. Can Hi. you provide advice on when's a good time to spray for weeds um, in my lawn? Um, I don't know if you can do it like, uh, like what frequency, how many, how often, and then is it supposed to be just after rain? Can you suggest something? Okay. Well, so well, that, that was for, a, a long silence. Have you done? <laughs> no, no, you. We're, no, we're no, trying you. to decide who's going to talk first. Yeah. <laughs> Arm wrestling. Did you, uh, have you done any type of weed control, uh, back in the spring at all? Yeah, can't tell that it did a whole lot either. <laughs> you did the Ouch. you did the granular granular form. Um, I did granular in one place and then spray in another. Okay, so so this time of year, basically spray is is the best option for weeds, um, and of course you'll want to read the label directions uh, when to apply it. Normally, you don't want to do that uh, when temperatures are are hot. Uh, you want to either do it early morning or or later in the day. In the evening, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of different 
specific formulas for different weeds. You know, there's like crabgrass. There's there's kind of a general purpose lawn weed uh, control. So there's a few options out there. Yeah, it certainly depends on the kind of weeds that you're trying to control and how big an area you're trying to control. And honestly, reading the directions, because every formulation is going to be different. That's just essential. And they'll tell you the intervals to use. Each product will tell you the interval, you know, what, what when to start it. And like John said, you usually don't want to do it in the hottest part of the day. Okay. What about uh, for a reseeded lawn? Um, I... Um, got a tiller. Well, first of all, I killed everything in, in, in a, uh, a different area, um, and then I tilled it up and planted a lot of grass seed. Um, and that's been probably two months. So is it safe? Because like weeds came up probably where I didn't have enough grass seed. Is it safe to apply uh, a weed killer now? To, at two months, all your seeds are probably have germinated. That's that's mm-hmm. about right. Yeah, usually usually uh, at least eight weeks is uh, a minimum amount uh, that you'd want to uh, because you don't want to you don't want to get in there and start spraying and then you'll still have seeds germinating. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. and that's usually heavy mowed it yet. Oh yes, several times. Okay. Oh, I, I would okay. go ahead and start using so, a yeah. An application. That, then I think you're okay. Okay. So Jan, thank you. you you have a big enough area that, that you can't just go around and sort of shoot shoot them with something. You you need to have a broader solution. Right. So yeah. I'm doing this for multiple rental properties. So uh, I've got different situations at different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes okay. it. Yeah, when you've got different different things to think about in each location, yeah, it makes it a little more difficult. Well, thank but, you. Uh, I appreciate so it. She can probably go ahead. Uh, with another application of something. Um, yeah, if it's yeah. been eight weeks since, since seeding, absolutely, I'd start doing uh, the kind of broad uh, uh, spectrum weed control that mm-hmm. you would normally do. Yeah. Great. Thank you. All right. Jan, thanks for your call this morning. Nice to talk to you. Uh, 356-9397, Coffee with the Plant Experts, live from Prairie Gardens. Uh, you know, before we get, uh, there are a bunch of other things people uh, want to talk about. Just can you quickly talk a little bit about the summer yard sale? Because I oh, keep wow. coming. The thing that pops <laughs> off the page at me is seventy-one percent off. So. Oh wow! <laughs> that's and that's my opinion. So many items. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at planters, and I've looked at they have um, even some of their wedding items. Oh, there's furniture. Yard art. There's furniture. outdoor furniture. There's yes. pots. There's. You name it, we've got it. Every part of the store contributed to this this yard sale. It's just so much fun. Looking at those uh, solo cup light party lights over there. (laughs) (laughs) Or even the wicker ones are really Those are pretty cool, yeah. The uh, six-foot-tall do-it-yourself scarecrow for only $3. Oh, that sounds good. You know, there's there's, there's just all kinds of, you know, it's from every department in the store. Absolutely. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, yeah. Just everywhere. It's just fun to look through it. Yeah. All right, so you ought to put uh, Prairie Gardens on your stops list today. Um, Definitely, a yard sale means just that, you know. But except are it's way indoors. Down. Yeah, yeah, that's well, awesome. I even see hose hose nozzles that I could pick up over there. I need and, to... and you know, if you're looking for that topiary lion, it's here on sale. Yeah, in oh. the in the yard sale. And those I was orange flamingos, <laughs> lamps. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> lamps. Tote just, bags. Yeah. Lamp, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you name it. Literally every department in the store has something here represented Including in the, the ladies' boutique. Oh, yeah. Including the okay. patio furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Including patio furniture, which yeah. never, yeah, never on sale. You but name now. it. Yeah. All right, so... There's a notice about that. Um, yeah, up to seventy-one percent off. So you come and you look at these prices, and you're just like, oh, I Seriously? have to get. Yeah, you just got to get two. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, starting you know any, anywhere between fifty and seventy-one percent off. So it's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it is okay. fun. Yeah. All right. Um, another listener question. I think I know the answer to this, but uh, the question was, uh, she has seen tree trunks covered with moss. And it's a very nice look. And she wondered, is there any way to make that happen, you know, in her yard? Now, what she didn't say was, uh, you know, how much sun, how much shade, and anything else. But what w- is there a good general answer to that? Most people don't like it. <laughs> it's odd that, you sh- that someone asked, uh, how do we make it happen? It, it usually happens when it's really shady. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Really yeah. moist. Yep. So in a forest, I mean... So so basically, uh, it's like where I live at my house, there's moss all over everywhere, under and on the trees. Uh, it happens in super shady spots. Uh, so we don't know whether she has that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it usually happens over a, a long period of time. So... If and it would happen on its own, John. In other words, pretty it much. Pretty yeah. much does. Pretty I remember much, yeah. because we have some beautiful patches of moss just outside of the radio station in the, tw- oh, yeah. in the back. And I remember the first year I was doing coffee with plant experts. I mentioned it to Mary Ann, and how much how beautiful it was. And I would I would love to just take some, but I knew that taking it would disturb the. In- macro environment or whatever Ooh, you would listen call to it you. And, <laughs> and you were so proud of me then i was I, proud of myself I, you know what it really it does make a difference the right plant for the right place moss doesn't grow just anywhere and that probably is an indication of, of bad drainage in the soil that okay. much moss so and that's fine if it works there and it looks nice and you know what i, I it made me think of uh, some gardens that i toured last year so, some of the uh, traveling around i did there are gardens devoted to only moss and the different kinds of moss I would and love to, to have, have one of those absolutely everything covered in moss with the exception of you know a few boulders and it was it's just an amazing sight but you have to have exactly the right environment yeah. it, it doesn't just happen where you want it to so Sadly. it's uh, yes i know from experience uh i had a, a short um, shaded walkway and i had to put some um, uh, slate like in there as stepping stones yeah and i thought oh this will be great i'll i'll plant moss in between there and it'll really uh-huh. look cool and it was doomed yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely doomed yeah. even though it was shady uh the the stones picked up you know some heat, heat. from the day no matter what yep. and uh that, that, that dust didn't work okay yeah. i was okay. wondering if you're about there- to say that it grew over the slate and made it slippery well, I, I would have that preferred also? that honestly to what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But but there are yeah, and is and especially you can go on online and there's actually moss growers. Mixes. You can order it. And, and, oh yeah. Right oh. and and yeah. Okay. Yeah. We used to have it in a uh, moss in our. Uh, oh, spores. we had spores in a kit. Yeah, yeah. in a kit. In a box. And, yeah. and places that 
that specialize in selling moss. But even if you get it, doesn't mean it's going to grow in your environment yeah. because you have to have exactly the right environment. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's there's even tricks about uh, if you people like that look at that crusted pot or whatever yeah. you can, there's like little formulas using buttermilk or yogurt and yeah, you that can culture put too. that on uh -huh. there. okay seriously really? yeah 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 all right it's pretty well, fascinating but yeah you have to have the the right conditions all right um three five six nine three nine seven three five six nine three nine seven coffee with the plant experts live from prairie gardens this is a great question uh and i it probably doesn't have a nice clean answer but i'm going to ask it anyway uh-uh um Guy recently bought a, a small, he says, beautiful home near downtown Urbana. Uh, but he's also inherited a weedy lawn, plants that haven't been maintained, and he is not an experienced gardener. And his question was, should I just get a pro, or is there a way that I might tackle this? I mean, that question is so broad, but he, that's his problem. You know, both approaches are perfectly acceptable. Just depend. You know, it really does depend on the kind of time you want to want to devote to it. If you have time and you have the interest, what a challenge! That would just be fun. Uh, personally, I would think that would be just a, a a lot of fun to do. Absolutely. But you know, if you don't have the time, well, I don't have the time either. But, or the interest. You know, or maybe, the interest. You know. That's absolutely right, Ed. Um, I, I think uh, the challenge of a. a a garden that's been let go, that's been reclaimed by Mother Nature, I'm putting it mm -hmm. gently, um, yeah. is a, a, a particular challenge because there's a lot of things you need to know about uh, plants. But then you know, what, how better way to learn? Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I was thinking that if, if he could somehow, um, maybe with some help, get, get an overall plan and then break it up into sections and, you know, say this summer I'm going to get these three things done. And then for, you know, well, that's, that's exactly right. Always I mean, the way to approach a design. Whenever you want to, everybody wants to come in. I want to do, do I have a clean slate? I want to start all over. Uh, you know, I'm I want to do it all. <laughs> but, but you have to break it down into what's the priority first. Right. You know, right. he could take care of his, his weedy lawn just by mowing it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's an easy start. And then, I, I don't you know, know the know. house, of course, but, but I, yeah. if it's in yeah. an older Urbana neighborhood, it's probably got a lot of shade. Sure. And personally, mm -hmm. personally, I would start because at the front of the house, just because that's where everybody looks at it, and right. that's where you feel sure. like you want it to, to look presentable. Sure. So, yeah, you just you just prioritize the, the areas that you want to work with. That's that's a big issue, Ed. A it lot of is. people become so overwhelmed by doing a total landscape. Um, I don't even know where to start. Yes. Well, and that's it. Yeah. So, like John said, prioritizing, and usually it's what you what people, including yourself, see the most, and that's probably your front entrance, uh, pulling into your driveway, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Just break it down to small areas. Even even a front yard can be overwhelming. Oh sure. So just break it down in one corner at a time, and it, it, it to me a garden shouldn't happen in one fell swoop anyway. I, I think it's still, an evolution. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's it, never finished. And, and it's always evolving. It, it, precisely. Right. And if he hasn't been in the this location very long, you really have to get a feel for the sun and shade situations, what drains and what doesn't drain. He might have a place he can grow moss. Who knows? Hmm. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you just have to get a feel for what's going on in your yard, and that doesn't happen 
immediately. So, you know, a, a gar- gardening can be very rewarding. And if you have the interest in, in redoing a, a yard like that, I say go for it. Right. It makes it I, yours. I thinking, oh, absolutely. If he got a pro to help him, you know, just with the overall concept of what's going to happen. But again, you know, as you were just saying, it comes back to do you really want to do that? I mean, do you really want to spend your time? You like, you're going to enjoy that? Yeah. And if you are, then go absolutely. for it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Getting, getting somebody to do a design for you is a, a, a great benefit, certainly. Oh, for sure. You can always alter the design to suit yourself if you, know, you go a month and you decide, you know, this plant right here. And any good designer would tell you that. Here's, my, here's what I'm designing for you, but please, you make it your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joyce, then, of course... If, Oh, I was just going to mention if that designer knew any better, they would send them to Prairie Gardens because they're having a summer nursery sell down where you can save up to 50% right now. (laughs) Joyce, if you'll just hang on the line for a second, we need to get our break in and we'll uh, come to you next. It's that time. Our garden center is ready and our greenhouses are growing the prettiest annuals and perennials around. At Prairie Gardens, we planted and fussed over all your favorites, then added some new ones to the mix. See them blooming now in all their color and glory. Whether your garden is small or lavish, on an acre or in a pot, pick the best from our greenhouses. Come to Prairie Gardens when you just can't wait to garden. Springfield and Duncan Champaign. Coffee with the plant experts uh, live from Prairie Gardens. Joyce is up. Hey, Joyce, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a blooming problem. I have three hydrangeas that I planted last summer, and they bloomed all summer long, and a snowball bush that I also planted in a different area, and none of them are blooming this year at all. Uh Oh, interesting. The plants are beautiful. (laughs) How old are they? I just, they were all planted last year. Oh, just last year? Mm-hmm. And they all bloomed last year. The snowball bush, not much, but it did bloom, and the hydrangeas bloomed all summer long. And this year the plants came up, beautiful green plants, and the snowball bush, the same thing, and no no bloom. Mm. So so we know that your snowball bush is, is a viburnum, uh, and that normally blooms earlier in the spring. Right. Uh, did you do any pruning at all? No. Okay. Good. Okay. Just just some questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what about uh, what about location? Uh, so we could we could talk about the since we're talking about the snowball bush, the viburnum. Uh, can we know about the location that you planted it? Uh, well, sun, it, full sun, half day sun. It's probably half day sun. And that would be morning sun or afternoon? Which side of the yeah, house morning. do you have it planted on? Morning, morning sun. sun. Okay. Okay. It's on That's the it. north side of the house, but it has morning sun. It's um, probably perfect. Yeah, that's what I thought when I planted it. Well, my first thought is um, these are brand new plants. It usually takes three to five years for a plant to really get its feet in the ground and get going. Um, I, I would be really encouraged that you had really good vegetative growth. And... Uh, we were talking about uh, compost earlier. I would top dress with compost, uh, maybe not right now, but uh, a little later in the season, maybe in August or September, to, to give a little bit of um, fertilization to the, the plant itself so that it goes into the fall really well. And I, I wouldn't be just, dis- well, I, I'm, I would be disappointed they didn't flower, but I would be really encouraged about the vegetative growth. And the flowering can take a couple of years to really... Um, come back to itself after it's trying to get its uh, roots established. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
And and while you were talking about the compost, uh, did you do any fertilization at all uh, this year? Uh, last year, actually, when we planted the hydrangeas, um, I can't remember what color the the flowers were, but my husband used some of that that you could change the colors. Oh, you know, like sulfate. they were pink. Yeah, the right. Sulfur. And um, it did change the colors on them, and. And they bloomed, like I say, throughout the summer. They were blooming uh-huh. when I planted them, actually. Nice. And, and this year, we just have a beautiful green plant, but nothing. <laughs> well, I certainly wouldn't give up on it. I, I would be um, thrilled with all the growth that you're having. That sounds like you did everything right. And yeah. I'd just continue to fertilize well, it a little bit. Let me ask real quick. Are there some hydrangeas, though, that are annuals, not perennials? There are, but if they're just annuals, they wouldn't have come up this year. Okay. That's so, you know, the, the the ones we talk about being florist, hydrangeas. Yes, thank and you. And you usually find them in a gifty place in in a store, not just our store, but, um, just you know, they're gift-wrapped with little decorative pots and stuff. And right. They're usually sold in the middle of the winter, so it's a good indication that they're not going to uh, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think you've done everything right. I, it, it sounds like um, also sometimes some other some other reasons that they don't bloom is, is, is pruning. So, oh, that's uh, true. Uh, I am assuming they're the, the macrophylla, the, the rounded type hydrangeas, if you said you tried to change yes. the color they were yes. pink or blue or Those purple okay right they they were beautiful <laughs> and you, you know what it's really unfortunate but a lot of production companies force their uh, uh, plants into flower so when you buy them they're always in flower which yeah. takes a lot of energy out of them so the following season it's not not unusual that they don't they're just exhausted yeah they're just trying oh. to get their roots established and it takes a lot of energy to flower uh they okay. want to i mean that's that's what plants do to to <laughs> to continue their lives but um it, it, they also need to get the root systems established so i mean that's the most important thing and that and that is what happens she's marion's right that that you want the, the plants to get a great root system established uh and that's where Sometimes we're too quick about uh, trying to fertilize plants yeah. where we, we, because fertilizer wants the plant to grow, to grow up and roots at the same time. And it's, it's a struggle for the plants. Yeah, it oh, is. Okay. And beyond that, this year has been a real struggle for a lot of plants, period. You know, we just had such a cool, wet spring and then, then it became a really hot, dry spring and then we had summer. And it's, I've seen a lot of plants really, really stressed out. Um, uh, uh, flowers not actually opening, but just blasting, what you call blasting. Uh, trees that just, they're not developing leaves or they're losing leaves. It, it's just been a, a very stressful season. Hmm. But the, if you're getting some good growth, I'd be really tickled with that um, myself. So. Okay. Well, so I shouldn't fertilize them, but should I water them? Oh, Yeah. Just keep watering them. In this kind of droughty weather, absolutely. And I hope you mulched your plants yes. because that really helps tremendously. Yes, we did. Good. And they Excellent. had compost in the in the hole when Oh we perfect. Excellent. That's that's just the that's perfect. Absolutely. So in the fall, I might want to top dress with a compost again mm-hmm. and remulch to make sure you've got plenty of mulch around the root system. But I sure wouldn't be um, upset. I'd be glad that you have a healthy plant. Right. Okay. Well, they're pretty. They're awesome. Pretty. That's good. Don't no lose hope. You're doing everything right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Joyce, thanks for your All call righty. this morning. Thank we'll you. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye.
Th that's not an unusual issue at all. Well, I was thinking as uh, you all were talking, you know, I've waited two years in some cases and a plant being perfectly healthy and each spring expecting to see some action and nothing. Just, yeah, it just wasn't there. Maybe yeah. the third year, uh, then you get rewarded for your patience. But I, re I remember waiting five years for a tree peony to bloom. Now, I that's patience. <laughs> that I'm is. sorry. Yeah, that goes beyond what I'm going to be able to do. <laughs> I've been waiting two years on an iris. Oh. Now, it's growing. It's growing extra bulbs and everything, but I just have not had a flower yet. Hmm. Patience. Mm. <laughs> that's what gardeners have an abundance of, isn't it? Mm. Patience. Yeah. That's why you see the storing <laughs> around with a shovel. That's why plants get ripped out and new ones put in. Good point, Ed. <laughs> you mentioned irises, and there was a question this week about irises. Uh, this person has a an iris garden, has had it for years. Uh, and, you know, I was disappointed they're beautiful, but then, of course, have they die out fairly early because they're early bloomers. She wondered mm -hmm. if there are later blooming varieties of iris so she could keep color in that space for a longer period of time. I have no clue about that. You? Well, there is. Oh. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different species of iris, so you, you have to pay attention to that. And if it's German bearded, most people think of iris as German bearded as the Germanica. Mm -hmm. um, the, but within any genus, there's a, a bloom season, um, and within that season, there's a timing, and there, it's generally um, broken down to early, mid, and late. And very late. And then some of them get a little more specific, that very early, blah, blah, blah. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, you can get early, mids, and lates, but now a whole bunch of, of German beardeds are rebloomers, which oh. is even, which is really cool. You'll get at the end of the summer, early fall, early even. Fall. Mm -hmm. I've had one of those. Yeah, it's, isn't that awesome? It sprung up in the spring, and then later it came back in the, in yeah, early fall, late summer probably. Yeah. And I was thrilled. Yeah, it's like, wow, look at that. You don't think of them being in that time of year, but mm -hmm. that's certainly a way to get an extended uh, season. Yeah. Or paying yeah. attention to whether it says, and a lot of production companies do this now, uh, say if it's an early bloomer, mid-season bloomer, late-season bloomer. But yeah, they usually give you the bloom times. Yeah. So it's fun. You can. It's, it's a challenge. That's the gardener's challenge always. It's having flowers all the time. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and trying to do that takes, it's a little more than just buying something that you like the look of without thinking about, okay, That's when when is this thing at its peak? Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, Ed. Yeah. We got, we have, <laughs> Prairie Gardens got in a fabulous shipment of perennials, fresh perennials in full flower. You you walk up to our patio area just outside the store, and it is just so colorful. Uh -oh. It's amazing. All mm -hmm. organized yesterday, and it is just uh, if you want color in your yard, in your garden, you can get it here right now at Prairie Gardens. <laughs> oh, yeah. So these are these are perennials you're particularly you're talking these about. Are, these are all perennials. Absolutely. And they're all fresh. They're in full bloom. Phlox and coreopsis and on and Echinacea, on and on. yeah, oh, you name just it. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's, it's, it's stunning. Yeah. Truly. Okay. Well, don't forget the yard sale. So get that on your list of stops. Steal something there probably. Maybe 70%. <laughs> um, Practically. Pen, Betty, Jan, and Joyce, thanks so much for your uh, calls this morning. Uh, we'll be back next week to see you on the radio. 
You've been listening to Coffee with the Plant Experts, live from Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz and John Weisgarver. Along with our host, Ed Kelly, I'm Tamara McDaniel, sending out a special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Lewis. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. And remember, if you would like to get your questions in early, email them to plantexperts at wdws.com. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone.